Business Class, a podcast sponsored by the IBEAR MBA program of the USC Marshall School of Business. Expert insight into the world of business. Today we're speaking with Alfred Fung of Fungi Games. Fungi designs and publishes complex brand-connected games. In this conversation, we look inside the brain of a game designer, one who brings an MBA to the process. Alfred is a 2009 graduate of the iBear MBA program and is a member of the iBear 31 class. We started with the basic idea of fun. You know, the definition of fun is incredibly subjective. It's incredibly subjective. So um, making a call on what is fun, um, what I think is fun and what my grandma thinks is fun are two very substantially different things. I I played board games as a kid. Um, I was the youngest in my family, so I played board games with my brother and sister all the time. Um, But I was also a child of of Nintendo. You know, I had I had a Nintendo. I had an SNES. Um, I graduated up to you know like getting a gen or you know playing Genesis at my friend friend's house. You know, I had a Game Boy. You know, like I I had you know some of the early early games, and um and some of the games I really enjoyed back then. I love the platformers. You know, like I I could beat Mario super fast. I mean, not as fast <laughs> as some of like the world record holders, but. Um, you know, those were my early influences. You know, I played a ton of, like, Metroid. Obviously, all the Nintendo titles, you know, the Castlevania, Contra. Like, I'm an OG in terms of in terms of those type of games. I'm not, I didn't go as far back as, like, Atari. But, um, you know, during, I would say, the, the first golden age of video games, like, that was my childhood. We brought up the idea of his MBA and how that influenced his career. So it, it, that's a gr- actually a great question, and I think it speaks to my own history and how I got into games. Because I, I, I mean, I had never been in the game industry until after I finished my MBA. Um, so now I graduated in 2009 in the heat of the recession. Um, there were no jobs, and um, but if you think back in 2009, um, the App Store had just come into the fore. Um, you know, the smartphone was just called the smartphone in 09, you know, like, or, you know, pretty around that time. So um, timing-wise, it was interesting. I had always come from a marketing background, and um, truth be told, uh, when I had joined, uh, you know, Marshall and studied at the iBear program, my, my focus really was about being a career switcher. It was about saying, hey, I've been in marketing for a long time. I served in the Peace Corps. Uh, you know, I helped entrepreneurs write business plans, and I knew, I knew financials really well. Um, I did pricing for a couple of years, so very much on the marketing side, always really with a focus around um, opportunity and feasibility. And... Um, and so when I went to Marshall, I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to switch it up. You know, I'm not going to focus so much on marketing. I'd love to learn more about international business. And quite frankly, I really want to focus on um, operational strategy. And in, at that time, what that meant was learning a ton of data analytics, learning about business intelligence, learning how to mine data. Um, and so I had this skill set out of business school of being able to analyze data, big sets of data, um, before people were using, you know, catchphrases like big data. And, um, and strangely enough, you know, the first job that came onto the job board at Marshall um, was a marketing role for a game company. It was interesting because the translation of the skill set that I acquired at Marshall in terms of information science and BI, business intelligence, um, directly, directly translated to games because 
uh, it was at a, a maturation point of the games industry where they realized player behavior is what drives monetization. Figuring out a large set of data on what players are doing in a game largely dictates how those players are going to open their wallets and um, or be engaged with the content that you're creating. Um, so um, even though I was like ready and poised to be a supply chain expert and you know like converging the worlds of of the Western civilization and East Asian you know markets. Um, I was able to apply uh, everything that I learned um, in, uh, in, in a game environment. And, um, and so it was a really, the timing was huge. And, um, and quite frankly, you know, when I started, when, I, when that job came up, it was still in the heat of the recession. We're talking early 2010. There were no jobs. And, uh, and I remember, you know, talking to my, my, the person who hired me ultimately. He said, yeah, we posted that job on a few job boards. We had Harvard MBAs, Stanford MBAs, Warren MBAs. We had 250 resumes come through in the first 24 hours because that was how dry the the, the job market was. You know, the so um, pent up demand and a sudden you know pipetting of a single supply. And um and I and and I saw the opportunity and I just attacked it like I did you know when I was at, at Marshall. Um, I treated it as a consulting opportunity. I put together a data model for their revenue. I put together um, you know a brand strategy around their games. Um, and they basically said, hey, like you came in and you just knocked it out. Like everything that we we thought we thought we we needed, you far exceeded um, you know what our expectations were. And um, and so it was it was incredibly fortunate timing for for me. Alfred used his business analytics skills to help pioneer new territory for game companies. It was an interesting time because um, they're like, hey, we want to do this thing called freemium. Um, you know, we're going to make the game really high quality, but we're going to release it out to the public for free. Now you you're just nodding your head and you're saying, oh yeah, sure, that's everyday content now. That's just a normal run-of-the-mill thing. But uh, seven years ago, um, that was pretty rare and I would say uh, extremely controversial. And they basically brought me on and said, hey, you're a smart kid. You went to a good school um, and you have a really unique uh, skill set that actually um, you know, we need. Um, can you help us figure out freemium? Can you help us figure out how to make money releasing a free free app and can you help us figure out how to drive users using that same data um, how to drive a ton of users into our game so that we can actually monetize we moved on to what makes a good game and a good game company people liken the games industry to the film industry it's people aren't following oh which production company what was it you know maybe they, they might know the director and the stars you know but they're not following who actually made the film you know in the same way Games are, the, are very similar, you know, it's a quote-unquote a hits-driven business, right? Um, so really in the last three, four years, um, people have been talking about discovery being an issue, meaning how do people, how, do, how does a consumer, how does someone who has a phone um, find out what's, the, what's a good game out there, you know, because quite frankly, there's thousands and thousands of games that get released every week. And why is the fungi model going to grow in the game world? I would say there are probably going to be more and more companies like mine that have a strong monetization focus while also considering fun as being a huge piece of the equation so that 
you are you're creating a financial model that says, hey, this game is fun, and oh by the way, we have a good runway because we're going to keep the game is making money, and we're able to to hire more people so that we continue to deliver you know four four and a half five star experiences. We asked one more time to tie gaming to the MBA training. Well, you know, honestly, the 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 bit the, the modeling elements, you know, like creating an Excel model or you know putting something that is around optimizations and and testing hypotheses, um, that's helpful um, in the beginning. But uh, it, it's way more powerful once the game is live um, because you're basically analyzing the data and then recreating new models based on the player behavior so that you can predict what where they're going to fall off where they're going to be further engaged where they might might actually monetize um, that that is all very very helpful and that's from a very technical skill set you know and we're, we're almost talking about Marshall as being a, a trade school at this point if, 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 if we just talk about that that element um, am I creating models today I'm not you know I'm I'm today I you know I I spend most of my time building the company. That means that um, I, in some ways I'm a glorified HR person, so I am hiring and trying to find, identify the best talent. Um, and I'm also um, ensuring that the company has enough cash and capital so that we can grow. Those are the, my two main, those are the things that, that, re that are simply required for a, a young co company to grow. And um, how did the skill set from Marshall carry over to that? Um, that is way more substantial there. I would, again, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't want to ignore the technical elements of, of modeling because we've, we've certainly talked about it and how I got into this space and how I was able to excel in it. But um, I'd say today, what I'm doing now is a lot more of the general management elements about um, carrying through the leadership responsibilities, about um, fostering a culture where people believe in the product and believe in um, why we're creating content the way we're creating it. And finally, we asked Alfred to describe his game for us. So the, the first game that we've created is called House Flip. Um, it's called House Flip with Chip and Joe. Um, and it's a, uh, it's a house flipping game. Um, we've built it for mobile. Um, so meaning you could play it on a smartphone or a tablet. And uh, it is a free-to-play game. So you would download the game for free, and um, you could play the game for free for hours, days, you know, months on end without spending a dime. Um, and uh, it's a house flipping game. So you buy a dilapidated home, you renovate it, and then you flip it for a margin. And in the process of flipping the house um, and doing a ton of renovation jobs like you would in real life, um, you unlock new colors, new materials, new skills. Um, it basically allows you to progress and learn about the world of home renovation. Now, I had mentioned that the game is called House Flip with Chip and Joe's because the IP, the brand that we've uh, we've built this game around, are Chip and Joanna Gaines, who are the stars of um, HGTV's hit show called Fixer Upper. Uh, we're in 2017, so the, the, we're about halfway through this year so far. Um, they've had 100 million viewers of their show so far. 40 million of it came from in the United States. So they're not just a U.S. phenomenon. They are currently on the cover of People magazine. Um, they're a global phenomenon. And so, you know, the, the game it, itself, uh, everything's built in 3D. Uh, it has an immersive feel. Um, and when you l jump into it, you can tell it's Chip and Joe. Is House Flip releasing soon? 
Yeah, so we're uh, uh, you know we're looking to align with season five of Fixer Upper. Okay. Um, so uh, they do launch um, season five in a, a fall time frame. So basically uh, at the tail end of the year. So late November, early December is usually when they premiere season five, um, and so, it usually is one of their biggest uh, you know biggest audiences that come through. We wanted to know what makes a game a hit. Oh, a, a hit means, um, you know, we're talking about seven-figure daily active users. Um, that means we have over a million players playing every day, um, easily. And, and honestly, I think we're going to achieve that in the first six months. Um, it, is, it is a bold statement, but we've already modeled it, it out. We've seen, you know, how players are engaging and how they're retaining. Um, and um, just knowing Chip and Joanna's audience. And, you know, we've shown the game to Apple and Google, um, and they're just like floored by the content we've created they're just like it's gorgeous it's a one of it one of one of a kind and oh by the way you happen to have the biggest brand attached from your vertical again let's hear the release information so house flip with chip and joe will be available on ios and android it is a free-to-play download and you just have to go to any of your typical app store and you could do a search for house flip and we'll be the first one that pops up um, and uh, and quite frankly, we'll probably be we'll we'll quite we'll probably be featured by Apple and Google at that launch, and we'll be launching in probably the first week of December. Business class, expert insight into the world of business. The host is Dick Drobnik, producer Pankaj Bhushan, director Dan Griffin, web developer Rick Pine, and I am Robin Garthwaite.